Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. It's a pleasure to have you with us today. Um, it's always a pleasure to have uh, guests come back, and especially people that I know and work with. And uh, my guest today is George Hicks, and he is the chief M&A, that's Mergers and Acquisitions Officer, of the M&A Brokers. And the M&A Brokers is where businesses with $1 to $20 million in revenue, and that's a lot of you listening, um, $1 to $20 million in revenue, where they go to be valued and sold. Uh, and they have lots of uh, information on their website. I'm looking at it right now. Tons of information about what makes them different, why you should be working with someone like George early on in the process. Five years in advance uh, is great if you can. Um, five, five minutes is not good, but five years is really good. Three years, one year, whatever. And what we're going to talk about is the uh, current trends, activity, and statistics so that you can plan to sell your business. George, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Bill. It's a complete pleasure to join you again. Oh, it's, well, it's, it's always a pleasure, George. You know, it's a, we've had a chance to actually work together, and we're both members of a group called Provisors, which is a large networking organization, so our paths cross frequently. And uh, you, were, you were telling me not too long ago that there's a lot of, of – interesting current trending information that our listeners would like to take advantage of. But before we get into that, tell us a little bit about you and your background and how M&A, the M&A brokers got started and what it is that you do. Sure. My, my background has been in small business uh, my, my entire life. Now I've, I've been in business brokerage. I'm on my 14th year now. And as things can sometimes happen, you get there by accident um, I, I tell people that are interested in my industry that if I knew what I knew today, I might not have gotten involved. There's quite a <laughs> learning curve on the front end to, to get it going, but it's uh, obviously it's absolutely where I, I belong now. I'm passionate about it. So I was actually looking for a business to buy at one point and became intrigued with the industry. And, and here I am 14 years later with, with all the certifications and, and things and really having a, a, a great time helping people exit their, their businesses. Yeah, yeah you know. Itself is, uh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, I was going to say I mean, it's it's a it's getting to be prime time, isn't it? I mean, the baby boomers are getting to the age now where they've got to start making some important decisions. And the statistics that I've seen are that there are upwards of 10 million um, over age 50 business owners out there, and most of them are in this sweet spot you're talking about, the one to 20 million dollar revenue. So I would imagine your phone is is getting hot, ringing hard. It is, and the, the statistics are, are staggering is really the only way to describe them. You, know, you mentioned 10 million business owners, and I, I have read that. I believe it. Uh, they expect $10 trillion in, in value to transfer in, in one form or another over this next 7, 10, 10 years. So it's important to be prepared as, as you preach. Yeah, it really is. Uh, you know, not only are there uh, – tons of business owners, but it seems like a lot of the past several years, since especially since 2008, 
a lot of people who maybe would have been in a natural cycle of edit of exiting, selling their business, moving on, um, were deferred because there was, um, as I like to say, there was no E in their EBITDA. Uh, so there, there, in other words, there was no earnings, there was no profits, there was no sale price to be had. And so a lot of them uh, were uh, deferred. And so that creates even more of a glut when you have people pushing it off. Um, tell me, tell me about some of the current trends that you're seeing. What, what are, what are some of the things that you're seeing with regards to that statement? Sure, I, I would love to do that. Um, and in fact, we're really excited with a new uh, survey and report that we've been participating with for a couple of years now. It's called the Quarterly Market Pulse, and there's nothing else like it. It's really given us real-time data on trends and what's transpiring. Um, it's it's done in collaboration with um, with Pepperdine University and their Capital Markets Project and with the International Business Broker Association, of which I'm a member and a certified business intermediary, and with the M&A Source, which is another trade organization. So it's, mm -hmm. it's brokers like myself uh, in this segment giving feedback on a quarterly basis of what trends are. So it's, it's fascinating. And I think one of the, the interesting current trends that we're observing is that retirement is number one in terms of people's reasons for exiting their business. Mm -hmm. And uh, another trend is, is burnout. So between mm -hmm. retirement and burnout, around 70% of the people that are exiting their business is one of those two reasons. And we well, have a, a small mix of serial entrepreneurs, you know, that have got too much on their plate and have started another business. We'll sell that for them. Well, you have, you have 10,000 people turning... Uh, milestone birthdays like 65 every day out there and, and certainly a percentage of them are business owners the baby boomers are a huge group 77 million people between age 52 and 70 but in front of the baby boomers older than the baby boomers there's still a lot of those first uh, those entrepreneurs that really started their their businesses so retirement seems to make sense what do you think the cause is for burnout? Just too long in the, in the saddle? Yes, too long in the saddle. You know, many of the people are, are in this for 25 years, sometimes 30. Uh, they've just lost the drive and that excitement of getting out of bed the next morning and, and going for it. You know, maybe they haven't it's grown. The, they've, they've reached the ceiling and the growth of their business mm -hmm. um, and just don't have the energy and desire to take the next step with it. They've, they've gotten to $5 million in revenue. And they just can't take it to eight. And, and they do and, something else. That's that's exactly what what I'm seeing too. Is that people are saying, you know, I'm I'm seeing people, and um, you and I have talked about this, but we're seeing people uh, fall by the wayside as we get older. Uh, people dying and people getting sick and hurt, and um, and and we're wondering, you know, what's left of our life. Uh, and what are we going to do with that? Because for the last 25, 30 years, I've been babysitting <laughs> these employees, trying to deal with the government's issues, trying to deal with taxes and uh, competitors and and economic recessions. And I, I just want to change. I don't want to – a lot of baby boomers, business owners I talk to don't want to retire. They just want to rewire. They want to restructure their lives and do do more fun stuff while they can. Sure. We, we see that a lot. And, and in fact, in this segment that we're talking about right now with people retiring, I ask people what they're going to do next. And many of them have got a plan. 
whether they're golfing, fishing, or moving to Arizona, or whatever it might be, uh, they're they're ready for that next next thing in their life, uh, next lifestyle. Well, you know, and the uh, the uh, exit planning groups that are out there, and I'm sure you hear this in the IBBA states that there are an awful lot of people who don't know what they'll do if they leave their business. So they, a lot of them are saying, I just want to be, I just want to go from overtime president to part-time chairman of the board. Is there any way I can do that? And of course that requires a lot of business planning too, and having a plan, a backup plan, because anything might happen along the way. We, we do see that. And, you know, you can bring business coaches in for that to help you structure the organization so that you've, you've still got a lifestyle business. Some people, the entrepreneurs, often struggle with that. You know, they're they're still risking their the, the value of the company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still have to keep the pulse. It's it's hard to to know that this is your nest egg, a good part of it, and that value is attached to that company, and then only to work it half a day a week. Yes, yes. They they, they feel at risk with that. Well, and, and we talked about that too. The, you know, the the problem is um, a lot of people feel young at at older ages, even now. To, you know, like sixty five is a new fifty five, and seventy five is a new sixty five, but eighty still looks like eighty. So the, the the problem is, you know, you don't know when, but you you need to be ready for sale, and that's what we preach a lot. Is it doesn't matter if you sell or not right away. You need to be ready for sale. But George, what's the? We talked about the main reasons people sell their business and to. Okay, but what's the main reasons that businesses that come to you or others fail to sell? Well, that is a great question. And statistically, across the board, only 50% of businesses that go to market sell. It's a little depressing. Uh, now, when you get involved with experienced brokers that have got more than you know 10 years, say, in, in the industry, so you've got a, a certified broker, that number goes up to 75%. Mm-hmm. So, but the reason that they don't sell primarily, you know, imagine yourself in this situation if you're looking for a business and you don't know a lot about it perhaps or maybe you are a strategic buyer, but you'll get engaged and you go down this process of, of due diligence. So you've seen representations that have been made and you're moving down this path to validate those representations. And if you don't have clean books and records, you're going to have problems. So tight financials. You know, the CPA uh-huh. over the top of it, P&Ls that match a tax return, it's very, very critical. And, again, the number one reason that businesses don't sell once they go to market is they've got sloppy financials. So we engage a buyer, and either their confidence grows with what they see, and we go get a deal done, or we lose them when they start seeing things that don't make them comfortable, and we never get them back. So financials is, is job one. The, so the what I hear you reason, what I see what I hear you but, say in there kind of in that George is that the way you keep your books and records is is probably indicative of the way you run the rest of your business. Is that what yes. you're saying there? Okay. Well, so these, are, they, these are financial transactions. You know, when a buyer comes into a business, they're looking for something that they can be passionate about, something that they may have some experience with. But the primary driver of it is the amount of money that you can make. So many of the representations that are made about a company going to market are necessarily oriented to the the financial side. And Mm -hmm. if you start seeing expenses that aren't well documented or a shoebox full of receipts from Costco is a term I use, 
Uh, people don't get comfortable with those representations. They get uncomfortable with those representations. So mm-hmm. clean books and records, number one. Okay. And, and number two would mm-hmm. would be seller's expectations. You know, I, I get asked on a regular basis, uh, we will make a recommendation. We might value a firm. Let's just use a number of $2 million. You know, the owner might go, George, why isn't it worth $3 million? Well, they're not selling for $3 million is, is one point. And I think a key uh, foundation uh, concept for owners that are thinking about selling is that deals need to do what is called cash flow. And what that means is most uh, businesses don't sell for 100% cash. There's some exceptions, but most of them don't. And they all need to go get financing. So what that ends up meaning is whether we're running down to the bank or whether a seller is carrying a note back, a deal that cash flows is a deal where the earnings of the company do a couple of things. They give an ROI, return on investment, for their initial capital going in. They provide a cost of living for the person that just bought it. And there's enough money left over that it services the acquisition debt. So you you necessarily hit a, a ceiling on a deal's ability to cash flow. So we're we're back to the primary driver, which is clean financials, and how much money is the company making? So unrealistic unrealistic expectations by a seller are one of the reasons that they don't they don't get done. And I think too that people need to realize it's not like selling a piece of commercial real estate. They don't get done in 30 or 60 days. Mm-hmm. Another interesting stat, a current trend right now, is that businesses are taking longer to sell. And depending on the size of the business, it could be as much as 30% longer right now than it was a year ago. Wow. Why is that? It's the, I think buyers are just being more careful, mm-hmm. um, uh, taking their time. They're more sophisticated. Um, you know, we're coming out of a recession, so they're just doing their due diligence and often bringing in advisors to, to help with that process. So they're being more careful. That goes back to maybe what we were talking about earlier was there's a, a huge number of, of sellers heading to market. So the maybe buyers have more opportunities to look at. Um, does that, does that factor in there? We, we are anticipating that, you know, we're talking about the baby boomer tsunami. And and while we see more businesses coming to market right now, we haven't seen the tsunami. And Mm -hmm. an interesting trend right now is that it's still a seller's market unless you get down into transactions that are less than a half a million dollars. Those are a a buyer market there. But we're still experiencing a a seller's market. We don't expect it to last. We're going to have a simple supply and demand equation here as the baby boomers start bringing their businesses to market. So at this moment, with cheap money, and um, you've got a clean company that's got good financials, and if you listen to your, your advisor on it, they'll, they'll get sold, and it's a seller's market at this moment. I'm still troubled by that statistic that it's taken 30% longer to sell because um, you and I have talked about this, and, and there is even SBA loans have been pretty easy to come by for people. There's money out there. Um, so how can people shorten their sales cycle 
uh, you know, obviously get their books and records in good order and have good process, documented processes and systems, what else can they do to prepare for that buyer that's coming along? Well, either bring somebody like me in to, to have a discussion with uh, about the company and about how viable it is going to market and get some observations, speak to somebody like you that's an exit coach that you can help them wrap their head around the, the, the important drivers to successfully take a company to market and, and sell it. Um, what's going to happen is, uh, again, we'll have inventory increase pretty significantly here at some point, and buyers are going to have a lot of choices. So there's going to be a lot of pretty girls, if you will, um, out there, and you want to be the prettiest uh, when that goes to market. So all, all a good reason for um, anybody listening who's contemplating um, selling their business in the next several years to contact George early on and and get a real good indication of maybe what their, their business might sell for and talk about terms and preparing for that. And again, you might find out that the business isn't as worth as much as you thought as many sellers do. But that gives you time to then go back and work through and, and drive up that value. That becomes your new your new role. George, do you see many business uh, many businesses that don't get sold because it's too much all about the buyer, especially in this marketplace of one to twenty million in revenue? That it's too Excuse much me, all about the buyer? I, I said that wrong. It's all about the, the owner. Yes. You know, particularly in businesses, let's say for instance, that are under a million and a half dollars in revenue or under a million dollars in the revenue. And what, what we describe that as, Bill, is that the seller is the business. So it's particularly um, present in professional services firms. Let's just use an example of a, of a CPA that has a small office and maybe a couple people helping them crunch numbers. You know, they're doing $700,000 a year in revenue. Um, he is the business. Mm-hmm. And those are difficult to transact. So in segments like that and other situations that are similar to that, you, you have to expect to um, compromise on the, the terms. You need to expect to compromise on the, the value of the business. And they're much more difficult to sell. And in fact, one of the line items on my ideal client is that they need to have employees. Um, Without employees, the seller or the owner is the business, and it's difficult to transfer those, and buyers recognize that. Good point. Good point. What what else would be on your punch list if if the next person that walked into your office uh, that is trying to sell their business had certain characteristics What's what would you say, boy? That is hot right now. I can sell this in a in a heartbeat. This this looks great. You know, back to the things we've been talking about in terms of uh, you know good books and records. It's uh, about having a, a reason to sell. It's about being committed. It's about being um, being realistic with your expectation level. It's about being coachable. Uh, I you know most professionals don't work with with everybody that they meet, uh, but being coachable and being flexible and, and committed is, is an ideal client. Uh, for us, the, the segment doesn't so much matter as the geography, so we can get to them. I say profitable is nice but not necessary. We did quite a bit of 
uh, underperforming companies that weren't profitable in the recession, but we don't see that so much anymore. Uh, the ones that have survived have cleaned up their balance sheets, and now they're older, and they're ready to go. So we're seeing those, too. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I can tell uh, people listening that uh, I've worked and referred several people to George, and uh, it doesn't always go smoothly. Uh, not his fault. It's just the nature of the beast, but you need a professional who's there to say, look, that's okay that that whatever that didn't work out, we'll get someone else. So I've seen George sell a business in, what was it, like 90 days, George? That was incredible. That's true. Uh, not to set up high expectations, but it's happened. It was a hot, it was ready to go. And then I've seen other situations take longer, and George is there to help the owners, to help you as a seller to really um, keep your head level keep working your business, keep improving the process and get to that sale point. So it's been a real pleasure to, to work with George and, uh, and, and I would uh, implore anyone, anyone out there who's thinking about it to give him a call and just ask him, you know, what do I need to do to get ready to, to, to go to market? Uh, so, so that we're uh, going to have a good outcome here. George, you are m- mentioned that you have a quarterly market pulse survey that you were um, discussing earlier that, that, dictates yeah. what trends, activities, and statistics, and that's available for people who, what do they have to do, come to your website? How do they get in touch with you? You know, you can go to my website and just drop me a note and say, I'd like to see the quarterly market pulse summary, and then I, you, know, you just opt in uh, that way, and we'll, we'll send you once a quarter just current trends. You know, it, it hits some of the things we were talking about today. I, I think another interesting trend that I, I read in the most recent one that I participated in was, you know, multiples are still strong. Um, you were not seeing any effect from the stock market volatility. It's just not impacting our, our transactions. And just mm-hmm. an interesting observation. Um, people are still coming to the table to get things done. So, yeah, just go to the website, um, ask for the, the report, and we'll we'll put you on the list and get it out to you. So no spam, um, just information. Just good information. And, uh, again, I would I would uh, recommend anyone uh, who's thinking about the next few years or right away or whatever their situation is and needs someone to talk to about that to get in touch with George. The website is themabrokers.com. That's T-H-E-M-A Brokers. Com. And uh, again, I was uh, visiting the website uh, at the beginning of the interview. There's tons of information on there. Great, great things for you to read and get ready for your call or your discussion with George. But again, uh, uh, you know, you always bring great information in and I love your level headedness and helping clients. This is an emotional thing for clients, by the way, it's an emotional thing for people that are trying to sell their business. They can get all wrapped up in things and George is there to say, now let's think this through Hold on a second. It's going to be okay. <laughs> George, you've been great at that with with several clients and really calming people down and helping them realize that, you know, this is a compromised situation and sometimes you need to think this through to reach your goals. Well, and, so I really... All fairness, all fairness to the clients too, Bill, uh, most people haven't done this before. So it's uncharted territory and having somebody there for you helps a lot. Yeah, and one of the things that I've learned so much from you is um, how how well you vet 
the potential buyers. And when you're a seller, sometimes you don't see all the buyers that come to George. I think you were telling me the other day, uh, you know, you have a lot of people coming at you all the time and you have your filters up so that people aren't wasting their time in a sale process with someone who's not been vetted and, and looks like they're going to be a, a successful purchaser of a business. It's, it's all about keeping the, the seller engaged in growing the value of their business during the whole process as right. well. So, you, so it's, it's a great, uh, great process and great situation. George, any final uh, tips or <clears throat> uh, ideas or precautions for our listeners? Well, I would say if you're um, looking in the next two, three years, uh, just reach out and find, if not me, find yourself a certified business broker um, just to have a conversation with. You'll you'll come out enlightened and uh, you'll have perspective that you didn't have before. And you may move forward and you may not. I might see you in five years instead of, you know, two years or whatever it might be. But reach out, look for information, get yourself a, a qualified team to help with it and and good luck. All great information. Thanks for the update on the trends and uh, and the conversation, George. It's been a real pleasure. I look forward to the next time we speak. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate it. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back after this. So please stay with us. You're listening to one of many shows on ExitCoachRadio.com. We're interviewing advisors, authors, and thought leaders for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. If you'd like to be a guest on any of our shows, 